0: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It's your boy, Dwight, at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every episode, not every week right now, with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, Miss SJ. How are you feeling, fam?
1: I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I think I'm probably feeling better than you, given that you're a team just lost <laughs> um
0: you, I gotta I got I, I know this is gonna sound crazy and it, we did trick off a big league. I'm not that impressed I'm not gonna hold you and the reason why I think I'm not that impressed is because like I would have wanted to make the Super Bowl because it's something we never did but I don't know man you know how like the Mavs made the Western Conference Finals in 2022 and it was like this is I didn't expect this, so if you would have told me that before the season started, I would have signed up for it. That's kind of how I feel, and I'm just going to keep it funky with you. Like, I wanted my team to win. Um, I thought we had a pretty good chance to win, but I didn't think we was going to win before the game started. So when we took the lead, I did think we was going to win, and it sucks to fold, but... I'm be honest, man. Our cornerbacks are ass. So I was, I just knew the other shoe was gonna drop eventually with that, and should it did. Stinks, but we be back. It's like, I mean, like it's it,
1: kind of like a, you're happy to be there, right?
0: I, I, situation. So I'm, I'm, I don't. Obviously, I hope the team don't feel like that, but that's how I felt. It's like if OKC made the finals this year, would you be like, and they lost? Would you be like, oh well, that's it? You know what I'm saying? Like that's. Yeah. That's kinda how I compare it and that's kinda how we are. All our best players is rookies and fucking second year dudes. So a whole team gonna be back, we be all right. It just it sucks to fold and I'm not gonna lie. I I just I don't like the fold job. If they just lost, I'd be like, Okay. But they folded. That that part stinks, but I, I don't know why. Maybe if I rewatch it and I see how many opportunities we had to win the game, and close it out. Our fucking coach kept going for instead of just taking the points. I feel different, but I don't know. Right now, I'm just like, shit, it was a good run. I'm not pressed about it, but anyway, I'm sure you guys here to hear about the Detroit Lions. We had a good season. We'll be back. Um Let's get into these Mavs, which is, I, I hate to say it, even with the Ma- Lions folding today, the Mavs are less <laughs> so much more depressing, but we did have some good. We did have a, a performance to to that we're about to get into with Luca dropping a seventy three joint uh, on the Hawks the day, and basically ending the Trey Young debate for forever and ever. It really was never a thing to begin with, but it was uh it was interesting, man. It's it's funny because like I I personally had not been watching too many. Never games from start to finish lately, like I watched the first half and then, you know, I have to put my sons down. So this is one of the first times in recent weeks where I haven't been able to watch games from start to finish. But that one, I was locked in from the jump and it was just it was amazing, man. What What did you think about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, my I think my favorite part about that game was what it was kind of following up, right? Like, you had the game before, where, mind you, this is all, this is Rivals Week, and as much as, you know, it's only marketed when the week comes, it's still entertaining. You know what I'm saying? And he's facing, I mean, you could argue the Rivals that the NBA choose, like, you could argue about that, but I think our slate wasn't all that bad, and the night before, well, not really the night before, but the game before, He's playing, you know, probably his biggest rival right now in Booker and the Suns. And it was just an embarrassment where they had a big lead. They choked it. Then in the game, he was, you know, being his little miserable self. Then he gets into it with, you know, heckling fan, all that controversy surrounded that. Then he gets into it with Tim. And it's just a lot of drama, right? Just from that game. And he's kind of painted in this negative light. Um, and I mean you can go back and forth whether it was deserved or not, but he he was losing. He was frustrated and he was being a little pissy. I feel like that's just what that was. Um, any other time, you know, Luca loves heckling fans. You you know, when he was in Memphis, he's giving the fans towel, talking about some cry more you know what I'm saying? Like Luca loves heckling fans. I'm not even trying to call him a front runner, not even when he's winning, but in that moment he was just frustrated. And instead of, like, um, I I know a lot of people had a lot to say about, you know, him being on um, uh, Inside the NBA. People talking about, oh, he's going on a press tour. Because, listen, Luca. I've always been saying with Luca, just do your talking on the court. Because at this point, it doesn't matter what you say. It's all about what you do. And the next night, what did he do? (laughs) Like, he dropped 73. And he was back to his, um... You know, not miserable on the court, just laughing, smiling. And, I mean, it was just a phenomenal performance. Um, just like you, yeah, I was locked in from start to finish, and then he just he just was not missing shots. Um, it reminded me of that game. I, first of all, I think that was the best game he's played in his entire career. Um, But one of the best games that he's played in his career happened this season as well. I feel like that game he played the first matchup we had against the Clippers. Um, and he scored 44 on, like, I think he missed, like, four or five shots on, <laughs> like, the entire game. Kind of similar. Um, but this game, he had way more volume, and he kept making them shits. Like, it was insane. Um, he just, and, you know, a lot has been said, and I've been... I got a little, you know, annoyed about it because I felt like, okay, you just had a dude score 73 and just shoot 12 free throws. Like, that's a big deal. Like, usually those high-scoring games like that, dudes are shooting, like, 20-something free throws. Like, when Giannis went off for um 64 early, I think he had, like, 20-something free throws. When Joel had his 70 game, he had, like, 20-something free throws. Like, usually dudes are shooting a ton of free throws in those um high-scoring games. But he only had 12. He only had twelve, so he was he was really making shots, and and a lot of them um kind of came at the end too, when we were like in the bonus and stuff like that. So he was really not shooting free throws like that. Um, so when this this whole talk about the Hawks defense and blah blah, blah the Hawks been sorry as fuck all year, bro. They can like at, they ran into a guy that they had nothing for, DeAndre Hunter, who you know at least can provide a semblance of resistance he was not playing so yes I am not surprised a generational offensive talent with something to prove demolished a bad defense I'm, I'm just confused as to why people thought that was such a um anomaly that the league just needs to change the rules like you know what I'm saying like we're not talking I mean that would have been way more appropriate. We just saw P.J. Tucker hit 40. Like, if you were making a big deal, um, not P.J. Tucker, sorry, P.J. Washington, if you were making a big as much as I like him, if you were making a big deal that the league needs to change the rules because he went off for, like, damn near 50, fine. But not Luka destroying a team that can't guard him. That's, like, I'm not sure why that's being treated as some anomaly. So that's what I was really confused about. But I'm not going to rehash it here. I want to keep it more positive here um and i just want to give praise for that performance because that was just ridiculous um he just did everything for the team and um it wasn't just the scoring he was i think the another reason why i loved it so much was because it did not feel forced like i said he had 33 field goals and 12 free throws for 73. Like that sounds like a lot of volume, but it's really not. Like he was like at the end of the game, like you could tell he he wanted to touch seventy, but it wasn't like forced where he's just chucking and ch- it wasn't it didn't feel like Cat what Cat did the other night, where he was really chucking trying to get to like that sixty, and his teammates even said yeah we were trying to get him to we were trying to have him pass and beat like they were really chuck and they lost the game <laughs> doing that bullshit with what Luca did it felt like there was this one play where he had an open look and he made the right pass to exome and exome splashed a wide open three he could have taken that granted Luca catch and catching shoots that's not his like favorite shot on the court but he at that point he was so hot that shit would have probably gone in <laughs> you know what i'm saying at that point but he still passed it he was still making the right plays at the end and um I just thought it was a phenomenal game. Now, he followed it up with, you know, a stinker. But at that point, I didn't even watch the second half of that game. I stopped watching the first half. So, apparently, Grant Williams went off for his career high. Whoop whoop-de-doo. Congrats. <laughs> but I did not watch. So, I'm not even, you know what I'm saying, I'm not saying anything about that performance from Luka. Because he played, what, 44 minutes. I had to score literally 73 for us to win. Um, so, I'm not mad at him for putting up a stinker. Especially since... Um, we're still going through this like mountain of injuries. Um, and I know you want to get into that topic a little bit, but um, yeah, I just it was a crazy performance. But now we are that that was just for you know one night, we're snapped back into reality, and the team is just injured, and we're not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. We thought it was clearing up, um. Like, we thought when it was just X-Sum on the... First, it was, like, Maxi for a while. Then Maxi's back. Then we have others. And then it was just... People are just in and out. And word is they're trying to... They're not trying to do anything rash until they can see a healthy roster. But at this point, given that we're, what, like, a few... We're, like, less than two weeks from the deadline. I doubt, with looking at these injuries, I doubt... um, we're gonna have a good enough sample size <laughs> with a healthy team to make any type of conclusions. So with that being said, what what do you think the Mavericks should do in terms of how they approach this deadline and the players that we have on the team?
0: Man, so the, you know we me and you talked about this obviously off mic, but I've kind of felt this way for a while this is the reason why I was so in on Pascal Siakam is because, like, you can't have a two-star team and role players with Kyrie Irving and Luca is those two stars. Like, A, Luca ain't prime LeBron James. That is the only player. LeBron James was a fucking tank, um, and it was in the Eastern Conference, and that's the only player who's ever had you know, been able to, I I guess, drag a team and deal with Kyrie's injuries. And there's some, you know, chat on the timeline, Kyrie FC. They get upset about people saying that uh, Kyrie is injury prone, but like, bro, the man 31, he's been in the league, what, 10, 11 years. He's not available. Like, that's just what he is. You remove Dwight Powell falling on his leg. You remove the VAC stuff if you just take, remove those games missed from the equation, but he still missed like, I don't know, 70, 30% of the games, maybe even more than that, that he's available for. Like, that's just is what it is. That is who he is. That's, even if Dwight Powell didn't fall on his leg, he would have got hurt. He would have missed some games this year when Dwight Powell fell on his leg. And also because he's a small guy, I'm just saying, I'm not sure, like, that hurts another player that way. And that's just where, in my opinion, I could rather they do it this trade deadline, rather they wait till the summer. In my opinion, you have to get kind of a a, a more of a tank. I don't want to say a third star per se, but just somebody you can reliably count on to play 70 games and score 20 points and not totally rely They have some some shot creation juice and obviously got to play defense as well, but that's just how I look at it. Like, I know you said, because the trade deadline is coming up and these injuries, we're not going to be able to realistically evaluate the team, but like, I think... The fa- the the who who's hurt? You know what I'm saying? The dudes that are hurt are guys that are hurt every year and been hurt like their whole careers. Therese hurt his whole career. Dante exxon been hurt his whole career. That's why he wasn't in the NBA. Um, I I guess you can say Derek Jones Jr. is you know, he's usually healthy, but for the most part, everybody that's hurt right now, that's who they've been their entire career. So if you've built a team around guys who have availability issues, this is how this shit gonna look so to me I don't think you need to to uh in in my opinion I don't think you need to observe like the team come together because they're never gonna be healthy even if they got healthy you have to build a team that makes those guys basically uh I just don't, I think we need somebody else that's more reliable behind Luca and Kyrie. And I'm not even saying trade Kyrie because the truth of the matter is I don't think you're getting anybody better than Kyrie, even if you trade him. I don't think you could take Kyrie and a bunch three first round picks and the other bullshit we got on the roster. I don't think you're getting somebody better than Kyrie, so you gotta go supplement him with somebody else. You tell me if I'm crazy, I know you've been against the three-star model, but I just don't think I almost think you have to be like that with Kyrie That's the only proof of concept For winning with him
1: So here's the thing Here's the thing um, So I. This is gonna Kinda You know creep up upon um, Unspoken territories The things that maybe should Stay unspoken However, we've come to the point, I won't say that it's coming to a head, per se, but at a certain point, you have to start being honest. (laughs) And this is a part of the reason why I had felt that um, the contention window for us, no matter how much we want to force it open now, I don't think it's going to start with number 11 on the team. because of some of the reasons you mentioned, and you were saying, okay, you know, the availability stuff, you know, all this stuff, we need a third guy behind, I mean, I don't see, granted, the league changes so much, but with the way how things are trending, I'm not seeing where one's gonna come available, and, like, Fit exactly what we need. You know what I'm saying? Like, so technically, Zach Levine's on the market, but he's not a third star that could come in this equation. You know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of fit wise, no. But, I, and I am, I want to say I'm very, I still feel very strongly about the fact that a Luka Doncic, like championship, you know, contending team, fit is going to be a huge, huge factor. And I know that's like that for every championship team, but I'm—I mean, like tilted even more so on a Luca-like team. I just think fit might even um, I—I'm uh, gonna say fit might even outweigh talent in that sense. Um, so with that being said, I'm not seeing where you know things are gonna open up for us to get a guy or get multiple guys that fit. And at least have some talent. So, which is why I've been looking at even some of these guys for having down ears, If their skill set even resembles, you know, something that could work on a contending team. That's why I'm looking towards them to help out. So, I see what you're saying about, like, a third star. I don't think it necessarily has to be, like, a a star kind of guy, but it's hard to find, like, when you were describing some of the things, you are like, oh, yeah, a guy that can, you know, fit behind and score 20 points and, you know, defend, and I'm like, you asking for, you know, guys that don't grow on trees, and that's the whole problem that we're having, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just think it's it's difficult because you look at the team, and the more we, you know, the season goes on, The more I'm like, damn, this roster is just not it. And, I mean, we knew that from the jump. um, But I feel like with the kind of hot start and how we started well, you try to, you know, trick yourself, especially since, you know, the margin signings were working out so well. You thought, oh, maybe, you know, one guy or two. We need multiple guys. (laughs) We need multiple guys at the end of the day. And I just think, um right now they're looking at a four, you know, upgrade at a four, but I think we have a deficit at the two just two starting forward positions um as much as Josh has played well i I just can't commit to him <laughs> being the starting three, you know what I'm saying, like the evidence is there when. One of them, you know, one of the guys are out. He comes to play. But that's the thing. It's not like he's coming to play with 25-point explosions. That's not who he is. His explosions are, like, 15 points. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end of the day, that's cool, given some of the other things that he provides. But, like you said, we need guys with more usage. Like, I'm watching these lineups, and I'm like, damn, as much as it's so frustrating, like, this is why Tim is has like superstar usage tim has superstar damn near superstar usage because the team is just filled with a bunch of low usage guys and it's built that way because hey you're trying to accommodate luca and kyrie but then when one of them is out the equation gets so fucked up that you can't (laughs) you know what i'm saying replicate or put out a product of good basketball and this is where um i'm just gonna say yes it's been um at this point A year and all that, but Brunson was taken like he was taken for granted so badly that it's ridiculous because, other than him being like just his reliability, was you know just (laughs) taken for granted, he did not miss games like that.
0: Hey, I say Kyrie Irving outscored him in a game two and a half weeks ago, so he's better, and we're better, we're in better shape because of that i just thought i'd
1: let you know (laughs) bro people i'm sorry like you could be happy like you know try to be happy with our situation now and all that and say yeah brenson moved on to Bob. that was a huge l bro just just let's leave that at that his reliability was so and then people could say oh he will never be bob i didn't think Brunson was going like what he's averaging like close to 27 right now he was never going to do that here but i He was going going to be an all-star in Dallas, bro. I felt that, to me, if you did not see the all-star leap after the playoff, like, it's fine if you didn't see 28 a game, damn near, you know, all that. It's fine if you didn't see that. I didn't see that. But if you did not see (laughs) all-star after that playoff run, I don't know what you were watching, bro. It was, the leap was just so obvious. And they didn't trust it, so whatever. But his reliability was taken for granted. And not just the reliability, but the sturdiness like Brunson held it down, not just bench units, but like I said, when Luka was out, not to say he was ripping off wins like that, but he kept the, the offense and everything steady. We don't have that anymore. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that anymore. And um, even when. Kyrie, or I mean, even when Luca and Kyrie are playing, and Luca sits, and it's just Kyrie. Like it's a mixed bag because sometimes it's like he wants to you know coast, and then it's like Tim with the superstar usage, and then other times you know he's you know trying to be aggressive, do his thing, and it might look good, but then if he's off, it's just a whole mess. And the point is that the Mavs overplay their hand a little bit, and devalued certain things that are very valuable, especially during the regular season, like reliability. So I just think it's it's just hard to find all the things that the Mavs need, which is why I'm like, they. it just feels like they're so far away from contention because you say, oh, we just need like a backup center or like a another wing with more size. or the, Like a lot of the asks feel big, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in the sense that teams aren't giving away some of the guys that we need, and it's insane, I mean, you look at what OG's on for New York, bro, and listen, listen, I used to get, when I would say, you know, give send two picks for him, all that, you are know, like, OG's oh, not that good, OG's oh, not, listen, when you get a guy like that to put in your lineup, look what he's doing, bro, doesn't need the ball, still scoring, efficient, he's efficient as, look up his numbers, bro, efficient as hell all over the court, while not needing the ball, defense is on point, like, players like that, that's what I'm saying, like, you have to, if you want a needle mover like that, and people are saying, oh, he's not a star, he's not a star, y'all are looking at all stars, you know, just the raw accolades to, you know characterize some of these players You've got to look past that and look at skill set You know what I'm saying Look at their skill sets What can skill sets provide And his skill set is a needle mover On most teams Like yes the impact is going to look different from team to team Like whichever team you want on But that type of skill set Is going to move needles And when, you have, when you're trying To get a needle mover like that You're going to have to pay up at the end of the day So that's what they did And even though they gave up something and they're looking, you know, to plug that hole a bit, they gave up something. They gave up something to get something that is harder to get. You know what I'm saying? Emmanuel quickly type archetypes, even though he's a very good player, that's easier to get than an OG type archetype, period. So that's where I am like. We need something like that, you know what I'm saying? And teams aren't giving away stuff like that. So if the question is, okay, should they wait until now or the summer now, but then you're running the risk of, okay, who's even going to be available in the summer? And, I mean, you don't have a crystal ball, you know what I'm saying? To, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it's it's just a hard gamble, right? Because missing the playoffs two years in a row, that that can't happen bro and i'm not pushing that panic button yet i've they're right where i thought they'd be literally i've been saying eight seed (laughs) like all um all off season all summer so i know some people are disappointed but this is right where i expected them to be so even though they started off hot this is just regression to the mean in my eyes so i'm not pushing like doomsday or whatever But if we start to fall, like, 10 again, like, you know, the end of the plane 11, now that's when it's like that cannot happen again. That just can't happen again. So, I don't know. I don't know. You have to, at some point, you got to push past the injuries. And like you said, if you're trying to build a team, like, move some of these injured guys around, bro. (laughs) Like, if that's the case. Like, if you are relying on injured guys get guys like the guys get replacement level guys that you can put on the court do you know what i'm saying like you get actual replacement level guys like it's it sucks to say like i'm looking at the timeline and like it was like yesterday's king's game and like a lot of people are just like oh yeah play Omax aj lawson i'm like take a step back and look who y'all are asking for bro yeah. y'all are scream beating down the door for aj lawson and a rookie named yeah. Olivia Max is prosper. Like, that, that, take that, a that, step that, back, bro. And that's something.
0: <laughs> and that's something else. Like, if if I'm gonna be honest with you, like I love Omax. I've been gushing about Omax for a while. He ain't ready, bro. Like, he's not ready. There's not a game that's happened this year that if Omax played in, the the L would have the The L would have been turned into a W. Not one. And I love the young man, but he just ain't ready, man. Y'all got to stop this. Like, stop this. Oh, Max, we got a dumb coach, and Jason Gidd is a dumb coach, by the way. He does stink, but he stinks because I don't think he knows how to manage a team, but I don't think he stinks because, oh, Max, like you said, Olivier Max since Prosper ain't playing 20 minutes a night. I mean to cut you off, my bad.
1: Nah, it's all good, but I'm just saying, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like we sound crazy. <laughs> like if you if you step back and and like you're talking about AJ Lawson talking about winning games and O Max and AJ Lawson is the button to push, like, come on, like we could just be real about what it, what it is. <laughs> like the roster is just it's not, you know, it is it's not what it is. Um so Hopefully, I mean, I just want them to get one upgrade, if they can, without touching a first. Again, it's be incredibly hard to do, and it's easier said than done, which is why I'm just saying it. I'm not a general manager, but... <laughs> if you know i'm not a gm this is another thing people get mad at oh fans didn't want this and y'all won't won't trade this it doesn't fucking matter it does not matter if i don't want to trade for this guy my like that's you know what i'm saying i'm not making decisions none of us are making decisions so easier said than done you know for me to say yeah um go get somebody that's a starter without even having to give up a first that's going to be incredibly hard to do but um I don't know, I would like to see it. I would like which is why again, keep saying it, but my attention is on the buy low guys and at this point I even know that if they're that by low. Like I 140 point game isn't going to make Charlotte say I want two first for PJ. Like you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are like, "Oh my god, he's out of our price range." I don't think so. <laughs> um but I don't like if you know, it goes on, like and the next week goes on and he's playing well. Hey, that's, you know, that's worth something in negotiations at the very least. And, I mean, even Wiggins at this point, um, still kind of inconsistent, but he's not god-awful, you know, like he was um, to start the beginning of the year. And with the Warriors, I mean, they're just so hard to read at this point. Incredibly hard to read. So I can't predict. And then any any trade, I know Warriors people have been saying they've been hearing a lot of Wiggins in Dallas, <laughs> in the same sentence. Um, I don't know if Mavs media, and by Mavs media, I really mean, like, the Mavs Twitter accounts. I don't know if they've caught wind of it. But, like, the athletic guy, Anthony Slater, I think it is. Is that his name? Um, but whatever, the Warriors, like, athletic guys yeah. have been saying that they've been, like, Dallas is the most connective, connected name they've heard to wiggins really? so I yeah know that. interesting yeah they said that the i i don't want to quote but it was like dallas dallas rumblings have been there <laughs> like yeah the dallas rumblings have been there so um yeah we'll see um with that but even with that i feel like any trade there has to be a three-teamer because there's what do we have that they would want <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see it from like any trade right there. I feel like has to be a tra- three-teamer right there, um, because I feel like if the Warriors are trading, they're gonna try to go for something, somebody that's like, I, to put it respectfully, th- that they're better, like very, v- way better than anybody who have on the roster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, no. they're in money crunch, they can't afford to take like Grant Williams, you know what I'm saying yeah. something like that, like, his twelve, his 50-something million over for him his 8 points, they're not doing that um, they're not taking, I've seen people Rashawn Holmes, they're not taking Rashawn Holmes' contract, mm-hmm. I've seen people say you know, Josh would be a great fit, like, sure, but they're not taking Josh, especially not when they just got Pods, who's kind of like a Josh variant a little bit but you know what I'm saying, kind of like in that same skill set. um, they and Josh is not a shot creator. I feel like this point at this point, they need somebody who could at least, you know what I'm saying, like create their own offense. um, and that's not really Josh. So that's why I'm like, that's who else? They're not taking Tim, who's basically Clay is like a better ish. I mean, I don't even know if Clay's been better this season, but like still, they're not taking Tim. So that's what I'm saying. If you go down the roster, we don't have anybody for them. so if the rumblings, like where there's smoke there's fire but anything there would have to be a three teamer somewhere um but with that being said i i just don't know where the upgrades are are coming from like they want it at the 4 but i feel like if you could get an upgrade at the 3 or the 4 you got to pull the trigger cuz we got two we thought we were like we entered the season off season with Three starting spots to fill. (laughs) Three starting spots to fill. We got one in the draft with Lively. Inadvertently, not to, you know, not to mention they didn't think he was going to be that ready. But he turned out to be. So, there we go. They thought they were filling another one with Grant. But then he's just... Whatever, I'm gonna be nice since he just scored his career high. But you know, we've known what he has done, he's not a starter, I think he's proved that at the very least. Um, I mean, he's played well in his starts over the last couple of games, um, but he's best everyone on a serious team, like he's on the Celtics, the bench dude. So, um, I just think we still have two spots open, and right now they're approaching it as if it's just one. you know what i'm saying so i just hope that they're not passing like whichever upgrade comes at whichever spot i hope they jump on it is my um point so we'll see i mean we'll see i feel like people have been pointing out that they've made a move for what seven straight deadlines including that one where we got the fucking corpse of jj reddick um and Nicolo Melli. who could forget him (laughs) um yeah so i don't know i think we i don't know nico has done something his two years he's done huge things actually if we're looking at his track records he's moved pillars actually (laughs) um on the team since he he's been here i don't see anything like that happening um yeah, I don't see anything like that. If, if something like that would have happened, it would have been like a Pascal trade. We would have been the ones to get Pascal. But since that didn't happen, I doubt um, we're doing anything substantial. Like, for example, I don't see them moving Josh. I don't think they're going to move Josh. Um, so if Josh is not, you know, moving, then I don't think we're getting anybody substantial. Because I, I don't think they move Omax either, actually. Um, you don't think they do? Nah, I don't think nah, they
0: do. I, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna become available.
1: That That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think anybody that they want to move him for would be available right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think like people are saying. Oh yeah, Omax a Charlotte. I don't think they're doing that. Um, for Pete, I don't think they they do that. Even though I would, I would kind of do that, but I don't think they would do that. I would. Um, 100% do it. I would do it, but easy. I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would do it. Um. So yeah, with that being said, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, cause that's the thing. It's not like we have like an expiring to you know throw, either. Like, if we're getting off Rashawn's you know money, we're probably paying a team to do that. And we got like what? We technically I know we have two seconds, but it's really one. I don't think we can trade that twenty twenty five second right now. Really, I don't know. Because uh, dude, listen, I'm not a C. I I'll have to. We got to check in with um. Uh, CBA, Mavs about this, but I don't think they can do it right now, um, because it's implicated in the, the New York, the Knicks draft with the KP trade, I believe, because technically, like, let's say if we were to miss the playoffs again and end up top ten, I think we keep the pick, and it's top ten protected again, and then two seconds, the um, it turns into like two seconds. Or something like that, I think that pick is like implicated, but I don't know who knows um yeah
0: don't get me a lot i let me see i do I do have a another question for you, right and this is just like a, I guess a general thing I want your opinion on. I don't think they're going to do anything at the deadline because I'm not sure if anyone even, I don't know if anyone else is even getting traded, right? With that being said, that idea that we need to save all the assets for a really big trade, I got to be honest with you. I think that's crazy too. Like, and I don't know who's going to be available in the next, when is the trade deadline? Two weeks, week and a half?
1: Yeah, I think it's like 11 days actually. Something like that. So less than two weeks. I think it's in 11 days, yeah. It's the 8th. Thursday the 8th. Okay.
0: So I say all of that to say if someone does come available, you can get PJ and it's like, I don't know. I I don't know how the money works but if it's PJ for tim and omax you do it if it's pj for in some seconds i think if they take like fucking rashawn holmes for pj in the first i'm making that trade i'm 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 making that trade um now that's i don't think that's gonna work out like that but i'm just saying that's the type of move i would do and because here's my thing i don't think this magic trade is is coming um I don't think this magic trade is coming in. There. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that. I just don't think this magical trade with three first round picks on a team with 25 year old Luca and 20 year old Derek Lively. is just going to be like, who are we getting with that? I've seen Michael Bridges. I've seen. All these different players, and it's just I, I don't see who's gonna be available. Like that—that's kind of why I wanted Pascal so bad. Cause I'm like, you look at contracts, right? You look at guys who might be available, who fit, who are not a guard, who are definitively a three or a four, right? And I just don't see anybody that's gonna hit free agency, or somebody that another good team with more assets they just have better first round draft picks. Like our first round draft picks are going to be somewhat far out anyway. Right. So the only way you're going to be able to get a really good player is if there's a GM for a team that wants to trade a star that just got the job or is like been there and ain't going nowhere anytime soon. And they want to blow the, they blow the shit up. And I just personally don't think like, I don't know, man. I think they can get someone better, but I just don't even know if the three star, you, even though I'm clamoring for it, 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 even if it's not a star, it just has to be someone available that that's like kind of a tank. And it, and it might end up being like, should a bad contract, it might be Jeremy Grant. Like, I, I, I just feel like that might be the peak of what they're going to be able to acquire that can somewhat fit their needs. What do you think?
1: I mean, if that's the case, then uncomfortable conversations has, have to be had, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in, in in terms of contention windows and whatnot, because, um, I mean, I'm with you on the whole, this whole hoarding assets thing, like, I don't like that strategy, you know what I'm saying, but at the same time, you've created such a, you know, precarious situation where You don't have, you know, much assets, and you keep, like, last, you know, trade deadline, they traded a first, you know what I'm saying, and it was far out, yes, blah, 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 but it's still, you know, stipend rule, all that, you know, other firsts are implicated when you trade a first, that's just, you know, how the league is, so, to get upgrades, like I said earlier in the pod, to get good players you have to give something so we're in this state this kind of constant cycle where it's like oh um we have to get upgrades but we don't have much to give to get the upgrades and when we are in a position where we can get an upgrade but it might not be that like final piece type thing it's like okay how much are you willing to give because you need to save your you know assets to get that type of like it's such a you know, game of tug of war, that it's hard, you know what I'm saying, because it's easy to talk in hindsight, you know, but being, you know, more proactive than reactive, it's, it's very difficult um, in, when you're talking about, like, the life of a GM, so I think this is where I was, um, which is where I was kind of praising Nico earlier in the, you know, trade season, where it's like, okay, get the vision down. You know what I'm saying? Like you can talk about what you inherited, you know, from Donnie and all that, the team you inherited, all that, blah blah blah. But get the vision down. You know what I'm saying? Like I, at this point, a lot of the bone, like a lot of the the um players that we had in the past, they're all gone now. You know what I'm saying? That the old, the only person or the only people that are left, or what, that really play, are who, Timmy. You know, Maxi at this point, he barely plays, you know, Powell, like, you know what I'm saying, kind of like, those are really the only guys left, you know what I'm saying, that that have been here, you know what I'm saying, a lot of these guys now are new, so what is the identity of this team, you know what I'm saying, what is the, like, yes, Luca's the face and all that, but what is the identity now, you know what I'm saying, like, the Mavericks of before, yeah, you could talk about we weren't world beaters at all, but we had, a, you know, we were the team that we had Luca, we had a steady backup, you know, Brunson was always that steady backup, um, you know, you had a Porzingis where it was, the story was, okay, can you make the, you know, Luca Porzingis parent work, all that, we had role guys who had the like, knew what to do on the court, you know, knew their roles, and all that, now we're kind of changing things up where, um, you know, now we run more and we, you know, try to do this more. And like, what is what is the vision of this team? Because it feels like, we've always been a pretty small team, right? But like, it feels like we're just getting smaller and smaller <laughs> and it's like, and it feels like it's it's not by choice, but at the same time it is by choice with some of the decisions that are being made. And I'm just like, okay, you need to pick, a, a, you need to f- come up with a vision, create a vision, and then as a GM, start to execute what that vision is. Who do you want around Luke and Kyrie? Do you want 6'4 to 6'6 six, six guards running around? If <laughs> you want know to say, next to them as guards? Or do you want some rangy um kind of forwards (laughs) to to put next to them like what kind of players do you want like obviously you're going to need your shooters but what kind of defenders do you want it's not just let's get defenders because I feel like that was the thinking with Grant where it was like we just need somebody that could come in and defend but when you look at it his best defensive traits kind of aren't being shown or utilized because of the defensive schemes we play like Grant, for example, in this in, in Boston, when we think about his defense, what coverage do we really think about? yeah uh,
0: I, I don't know, him being a he was a low man a lot or
1: he's yes. or Yes, so ISO switching. Yeah. <laughs> switching. Celtics switched. That was their primary coverage. Yeah. He was a great switch, switch big kind of guy. Yeah. We don't really switch. Um, we do it sometimes where he's switched on, but it's not It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same. So, it's. it's he looks rough. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. looks rough. He's not an anchor type of guy. And um, they essentially asked him to kind of come in and do some of that. And granted... There's a lot. I, I don't think it's just the system, you know, with him being a poor defender, like him not being able to like he can barely switch now because he was so out of shape and all that. So it's not all just the system. But at the same time, it's like, OK, get guys that fit into what you want to do at the end of the day. Like it's why um, if you look at the teams that are really successful or have long like sustained success is because they lean into what they do best. Denver, <laughs> what Denver knows who, you know, Nikola is as a player at this point. What do they do? They get players who fit all that. Like when you look at the, the guys they draft, they all have like things in common where it's like they go for older, more polished guys. They go for guys that know how to cut. They know for go, they go for guys who know how to play off the ball because they know and understand hey, you're not going to come here. We're not going to rely on you for shot creation. You know, we're just going to... away from that, but we have to start moving towards that point in the sense that we need to figure out who we are as a team and then go about acquiring players that fit that vision. That's how... Like, we talk about Miami... And how Spoke can get guys from fucking LA Fitness and like they be hooping and a part of that is just the system. They understand what kind of skill sets work in their system. And I think the the issue when you look at the Mavericks is that especially in the past, they've I don't want to say they've got the vision wrong, but it's kinda like you have to rethink some of these things. Like, it they thought, okay, Luka is this hard and light guy. It's, it was all put 3 and D guys around him. I remember the talk. Like, we were all there, especially after the bubble series. Literally, it was all, when talking about the roster building, it was all, yeah, just put a bunch of 3 and D guys around Luka, and he'll, he'll win a lot. That was the talk. And what did the Mavericks do? Obviously, they leaned into that. That whole off season was all about getting defensive upgrades. Three and D guys. We got Josh Richardson. We traded Steph Curry for Josh Richardson in the draft. We had those three picks. Who did we get? Josh Green, Tyler Bay. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, the only one that wasn't um, that like didn't fit the mold was um, what's his name? The one that retired. Um, Tyrell Terry. Only one that didn't fit like that mo, but that whole thing that we got Westwood one do that off season was that yeah that was off season we got of one do like this like their whole thing was get three and D guys get three and D guys that's how, that's the way they were building the roster, and now we got to a point where it's like, hey, these one dimensional guys like over the last couple of seasons like yeah these one dimensional guys like there's a ceiling there, so now they're in a Another kind of scramble where it's like, okay, you understand at the very least as well. Like, yes, you will need shooters and defenders, but you're gonna need additional playmakers, you know what I'm saying? So now they're kind of in a scramble of, okay, what is the vision? And I think they have to clear that up really quickly before they can move forward. And right now it just feels like they're just trying to collect spare parts. To build a championship. It's, it's, I just don't think it works like that. <laughs> I think everything just has to be. Um, like if you want sustained winning. like I'm not talking about some. One off championship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I want us to build. Something that is. That's sustainable. Like Even if Denver doesn't. Um, repeat this year. What they have feels sustainable. You know what I'm saying. As, as far as. Um, winning championships in a certain window. That is what I'm trying to, st- like, I'm saying I'm trying to strive for, but that's what I hope that we're, you know, the team and decision makers that they're trying to strive for something sustainable. So that's why I'm like, this whole spirit parts kind of deal, like, pick a vision, pick what you want the team to look like, and then go from there. Like, even if you can't get, like, the tier one players that fit the vision get some guys that can fit it like at least in tier two tier three you know what i'm saying like if you can't get a um like in this case if we couldn't get like an og (laughs) you know or something get somebody like who's in the class maybe not the top of the class like og but get somebody like you know who got a d (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they it still might be a difference. No, really. It still might be. Uh, still they still might make a difference. Is my whole point. So I don't know what they do. Honestly, I like I don't know what the quote-unquote right thing for us to do is, because I, as much as I like, we've been saying, not a fan of the hoarding assets kind of strategy. I would understand if they hold off until the off season to really um have ammunition to be extra aggressive. But I also would not mind them, even if they have to come up off a of first to get an upgrade, sure, would prefer it without the first. But I also understand standing Pat as well. But then that comes with a lot of risks, in the sense that if you miss the playoffs again, I, I just don't know. I don't know how you justify I, that.
0: I, and, and that's where I'm coming back to, like, like Luca's in shape, man. Um, with their, I give Luca. I think he lets the refs get to him, and he deserves to be criticized criticized for it. But he he's cleaned up most of everything that I had an issue with him, as far as being the best player on the championship team. Right at this point, I don't know, man. I I just like. I I, I I hate Lucas stans. I hate the way they undermine the rest of the team. But, like, when I watch this team now, it's like, bro, he's, like, it's, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. is the third leading scorer, and I'm a Tim fan, but that just can't be a thing. And then it, it just can't be a thing. Like you said, Tim gets – I don't want to say I don't know if it's superstar, but Tim shoots as many shots as a as a all star. His all star shot diet. He has all star usage. He has all star decision making options. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just we need some that's that spot offensively has to be upgraded. And it has to be upgraded by someone that can hold their water defensively. And I ain't even saying they got to be, like, locked out. But you got to at least hold your water, right? And I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, we can go back and forth for forever and ever about who that player could be. But I just don't think those players... I'm not going to lie. I don't think those players are going to... uh those players aren't available like that. So, you gotta take some risks, man. If it's Jeremy Grant, sign me up. Because uh, I do feel like he's gonna be available eventually, and you look at it, man, like, he, I'm sorry, we got plenty of shots. I think him and Tim shoot about the same amount right now as he does in Portland. I think they get the same volume of shots. And we actually need, I think he's better at creating his own shot than Tim is, so I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, how can I say this? I'm kind of just, I don't know. I feel like this roster is kind of, kind of rudderless right now. And I think there's just, at this point, like Luke and Kyrie, that trade is what, a week away from being a year old? Like, I I don't know how many people are. Luke and Kyrie are still under 500 together. Like, I know they haven't played that much together, but when they do play together, they are still under 500. Still, right now, it's been a year. And it's just like, at some point, you just got to accept certain shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the stats, fuck what can happen, fuck with with the, if everyone was healthy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, man, after a certain time, the sample is what it is. So I don't know, man. And I'm not saying trade Kyrie because I don't really know if Kyrie has that much value anyway. And if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I also don't believe that, um, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't believe that anything we're going to get is going to get us closer to where we want to be anyway. So it's like I almost would treat Kyrie as like a luxury and just try to get, like I said, a, a, another star or you know, 2C or something like that before I trade Kyrie. I think we kind of stuck with him until it plays out. But then again, I think Kyrie can opt out, what, next year? Well, who's going to pay Kyrie big money? I don't know.
1: Listen, I think his next team, I I just see it being the Lakers, bro. I see it on some shit like – I had to play here, blah, blah 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 Fulfill personal legacy, blah blah blah. That's why I'm like, even if like to trade him right now, the only team that one would probably be interested in, that he would be interested in too, important playing for at this point is the Lakers, and they don't have any. Like you know what I'm saying? At that point, I'd like you said, I'd just rather keep him. <laughs> like they don't have anybody that's better than him, and that would to me provide us with this just oh so great depth. That I would be cool with letting just him go at this point. So, um, yeah, I just think we're in a. Um, I, it's difficult. It's difficult, and that's the thing we've we know this. I feel like we know this, but we, the hope, makes us act brand new, and then we get snapped back to reality. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a lot of these talking points, the things we've we've hashed out before, but like I said. The hot start, you know, is it was just enough. It wasn't even just the hot start. It was the hot start, and then we were keeping our head above water when the injuries first happened. So that really was enough to reel you in <laughs> until you kind of understand, again, as the season goes on, more tape is out there. You know what I'm saying? Teams, you know, things are popping up on the scanner reports more as things like that happen. Um you kind of see just how formidable your roster is. And we saw it with, I mean, he's injured now, but even Derrick Jones Jr. started off great. Teams started defending him a bit differently. And not even just that, some of these open shots aren't going down (laughs) like they were in the beginning because he's regressing to the mean. And now you see kind of why he's, yeah, more of a bench piece than like a starter you know what I'm saying and even with X I'm like he was injured for a while shaking off the rust but again you you don't you overextend role guys this is what happens where teams game plan for them more and put them back in a box <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's what happens when you overextend role guys too early so i we i feel like we have that never ending issue where you know guys surprise us we fucking rely super heavily on them in point. I don't want to say in points that aren't important because at this point, regular season is super important for us just to get into the playoffs. But still, we rely on these guys. We kind of burn them out. And then we expect them to play above their pay grade consistently. And it's, you know, hard to do that at the end of the day. Like we're talking about role players, not stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why when, you know, Derek is missing shots, I can't get super mad at him because he's not supposed to be a, like a volume shooter. Like, why is Derek Jones Jr. taking like eight threes in a game? Like, realistically, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, that's not really his game, but that's what, that's how we're playing. You know, that's how we're using him. That's how we're playing. And, you know, it works when it works. But at the same time, that's why I can't get super mad when it doesn't because we're like, exposing the hell out of this <laughs> you know what I'm saying we're exposing the hell out of it. like teams are you even saw it a little bit with Dante where teams are you know starting to guard him like a little bit you know differently where now it's on them to step up and adjust but again you're asking for I don't it's not impossible but you're asking for really harsh things from role players you know what I'm saying these are not star guys so um yeah yeah it's 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 tough. That that's something I don't understand. Like when people say that, like I don't understand having so much smoke for role guys, but trying to have all the grace in the world for stars. Like yes, yeah, stars have hard jobs, but at the end of the day, they're so talented that this shit is easy for them. <laughs> at the I end mean, of the day, they,
0: they make ten times the fucking. Money and I was about to say yeah, guys, literally ten paid
1: yeah, they're getting paid. you as should a,
0: have yeah. 10 times the production.
1: Yeah, you were getting mad at a guy making 3 million that he can't score 15. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. things like that. Like, yes, these shots are open, but guys aren't going to make every single open shot. You know even what I'm saying? Even, like, on the court.
0: Even there's certain, like, when people get mad at Tim, and I get it because Tim is Tim, but, like, Bro, Tim being guarded by, like, the second-best defensive player with Kyrie out, like, they, they ain't, like, teams just letting Tim shoot butt-naked shots, right? And I that, that matters. It, it, that really, really, really matters. And no,
1: bro, Tim, yeah, like, Tim is one of the few guys on our team that gets guarded, like, actually gets yeah. guarded. Tim gets guarded. Yeah and is derek jones jr not getting guarded bro <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm saying like as much as he's under he's not getting guarded max he's not getting guarded
0: no they literally just looking at them and saying good luck with that and i just i don't know man i i just this team is just kind of rudderless like I, I just really feel that way I, it's luca and some guys and they're what would what did I thought we had infrastructure with Grant Williams and Derek Lively has been great, but it's really just looking lively. Because Kyrie is <laughs> Kyrie's a small guard and he's about to turn 31. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't if if you build a team around Kyrie playing 65, 70 games and being great in all those games, like you're just that's a, a poor process. You tell me.
1: It is, which is why, listen, my latest dream right now is um and I'm gonna silently manifest it. I'm not gonna I mean the TL knows my um feelings at this point, but I'm gonna just keep it to myself. Um I somehow, some way we're getting both Wiggins and PJ Washington. Um, don't ask me how. I don't have any details. <laughs> um but that's my latest um silent wish. So, again, not having the greatest seasons, people are saying, Oh, we're taking on contracts that are blah blah. I don't care. (laughs) Um, I think they're guys with skill sets that we could use, and it could be a great partnership. And they're not, they're positionally, like in terms of size, they're positionally good. Yeah, I'm done talking myself into guys that are small for the position, I do not care. How they play, I don't care. The, the I just did it for Grant, and it bit me. I am not doing it again. We got the whole. Yeah, he plays bigger. Well, he plays big. I do not care. <laughs> I don't care. That I'm not getting tricked by that anymore. Grant, they told us Grant plays bigger, and he came here and has done nothing defensively. Nothing. Um, still getting shot. I that game where um, the game that really got me off it was. The first, even though we won that game, it was that I think it was the first Portland game we played when Jeremy Grant, it was straight buckets, buckets. right over him, bro. <laughs> right over <Yeah>. him. <laughs> it was like right, like, 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 right like, over like, him. Bro. Like, like
0: it was personal. Like he had some he was mad. Like it, I just remember, like, I, I kind of like uh Jeremy Grant, but that was like, hey, bro, like don't do this you know what i'm saying it, it, bro, it he, he wasn't mean. even
1: there bro yeah it was like <laughs> he was not even there but it was just, just face up turn shoot right right over him so that was when i realized like huh yeah he's he's like six five six six <laughs> like yeah he's pretty short and then his wingspan is not even that crazy so it's like yeah he's pretty he's pretty small <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's why people are talking about oh bruce brown nope <laughs> i'm sorry nope nah. no uh, mm-mm. I'm not taking no like even Josh, bro. That, that's why I'm like that's why I like Josh the guard better than Josh the forward. Six five forwards, I'm over them. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm over them. If you were gonna play my forward position, you gotta be at least at least six six, and that's even right. I wanna push it to six seven, but I'll give the six six if you six six with a nice wingspan, sure. But other than that, if you st- at any of my four positions, you gotta be six seven at least, bro. Yeah. Like I can't do the six sixes no more. We got lively at six seven one, but lively's not like there yet in terms of built, like like his build. Like he's not like Rudy Gobert <laughs> right now, where he doesn't have the muscle. Like lively's kind of light in the ass. As much as he holds his own, he's still a rookie. He doesn't. He's not. He hasn't grown into his body yet. So we need more support. Um, you got Luca who's six seven, great, but then you got a small another small guard. Kyrie who's like six two. And don't tell me about he playing bigger. Oh, he gets rebounds. He could just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna know. Ky- Kyrie good.
0: Kyrie having to do that shit where's his body down. Like I wanna Exactly. I almost wanna put Kyrie in a 16 game player versus 82 game player. Like I'm putting, I hate to say this, and people are gonna be offended by what I'm about to say, but I look at Kyrie at this point the same way I look at Tall Man. Like when we traded for Tall Man, the most I I was expecting out of Tall Man was 60 games, 55 to 60 games a year of good play, and that's where I'm at with with Kyrie. Like anything more than that, I'll be shocked,
1: surprised. Yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah, I just feel like, um, I don't even know what I was saying before, um, (laughs) at that point, but no, it's all good, but I feel like the overall point is that we're small, we need to get bigger, and I'm, positionally, like, I'm not even saying that we need to, you know what I'm saying, we need to play four bigs or anything, no, just positionally, like, they've been trending like down the past few years and that's just stupid to me when you see that the league is trending up like I understand a lot of it is not by it's just circumstance but you see the league is getting back to a point where it's like positional size is 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 being valued a lot more and you're getting smaller that's and it's not like the guys that you're The smaller guys, it's not like they got a ton of skill where it's like you're playing. It's not like OKC, where OKC is a pretty small team, but their vision is, you know what? We're just going to put four, you know, four to five ball handlers on the court. And at the very least, they're just going to drive and kick you to death. We don't like what is our strategy? Like they say it's to put more shooting and all that on the court. But it's not like we got light. You know what I'm saying? It's not lights out, people. Hardy at this point is just really a kind of a spot up guy. Like, he can make a bit off the dribble, but that's not... You know what I'm saying? You don't want him doing that all game. Tim, spot up mostly, but can make some off the dribble if he's hot. But other than that, who are the shooters? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Exum is not... Like, as much as he can shoot... He's not a shooter well, where he's shooting volume yeah, and that, his, his feet gotta be set. Yeah, he basically
0: gotta be butt-naked.
1: Yeah, he's a open. He's a spot up set shooter. Spot yeah. up set shooter.
0: Damn, I didn't. I, I didn't even think about that until right
1: now. No, yeah, he's a spot up set, and that's the thing. Like you have spot up shoot. He's a spot up set shooter, yeah. where, where he can't even. That's it's kind of like Dorian, in that way where they're not hitting hitting movement threes, or you know what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be really open. Um, and XM is not taking. He's not taking any sort of pull up threes at all. So we you know what I'm saying we don't have that kind of model. So if you don't have that model, get positional size, bro. That that's why I'm like that I feel like that alone is gonna make a difference. It was like when Maxi came back that first game. He helped. It was like he, he it was like, yeah, it was just like damn, this is what it feels to have somebody like just that, a little bigger, you know, on the court. As much as Maxie's not all that great. You know what I'm saying? He's really just like he's shooting less and less now like super low usage. He's kind of like almost like a PJ Tucker now. Like now nowadays PJ Tucker is kind it's kind of like that where he's not taking field goals. When he takes them he's barely make. He makes like 1 out of 3. Max is like the 1 out of 3 guy. <laughs> like every night he finishes 1 out of 3. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like you can't you're not relying on him for anything. So I don't know. I just think um just get they, they gotta revisit the vision. And I was getting encouraged when Nico was looking at the, the type of dudes that he was looking at. So we'll see. Um, again, my manifestation is I, I wanna, I want them to circle back with Charlotte and the Warriors definitely. Like I said, the heart Warriors are kind of hard to read with what they wanna do. And if we're getting Wiggins, almost assuredly has to be like some sort of three team or a multiple team deal there but i think charlotte is a little cleaner to get something done and by all means they're they're ready for a fire sale and
0: if even if the only way i'm gonna be sick is if another team comes in and finesses pj for some bullshit
1: oh yeah i'm gonna be upset at, or they walk away with the wrong forward because the two names that have been coming up for that dude the two consistent names are the mavericks and the suns those are the two names that yeah. have been jumping
0: out. Oh, wait, you talking about Miles Bridges? Yes, I think he's going to the Suns. Like, I think he just, is as there's, well. There's, there's, he was hanging been... out. He was,
1: he's been working out with them all, all, all season. I don't know if you remember
0: that. Yeah, and there's just been too many leaks about like him waving no trade clauses and shit, and it's like, yeah, like he, he gonna be there. And I ain't gonna lie, that makes him fucking hard, because he's been hooping, you know, and I, I'm going to keep it funky with you, like, I'm normally a guy who I could get over a lot of stuff, but this ain't, like, bro, That he did that, like, this ain't like, you know, I, I hate to compare it, but like, Josh Giddey, this is basically an internet rumor, and no one really knows anything definitively, he probably did that nasty shit, but like, we got physical evidence. My Bridges did that shit and keep keep doing it. Like, I can't, I couldn't have him on the maps. That's true. Like, I, I, w- I would probably chill out for a while.
1: Oh, I would chill out, bro. Like, I, I think I tweeted something. No, I'd be finally free. Yeah. I would not feel compelled to watch anything to, to, to keep up with anything. Nah, I'd be good off that because at the end of the day, you know, I like to cheer for my team and the players on my team, so... That would be like even you know Jason Kidd was super hard to stomach. That would be my personal limit, like my personal like where I'm good. Yeah, that would. Yeah, good.
0: yeah, I, I, that's that's where I'm at. And Miles Bridges from Michigan, it, it it's just like I would want to root for him, but like I I whenever NBA players get into trouble, like I read the court manuscript. I read like I do my research because sometimes what gets reported and what actually happened, like it it'd be two different things. Like for example, with Kevin Porter Jr. when people was comparing that to Josh Giddy and it's like, Yeah, bro, the they said he didn't try to strangle her to death, but he still punched her in the face. Like there's physical evidence that he was punching her in the face. Right and he that's basically why he played guilty and same thing with miles bridges like there's physical evidence he did something like these dudes did this shit, and i, I just i couldn't i couldn't rock with them boys i i mm, I, I couldn't do it I I especially because like all the other teams in my life are like decent now like i the mavs are my still my favorite team in sports you know, the Lions Should I, I love my Lions. I've rooted for the Lions longer than anybody. But the man's my favorite team. So just to like write my favorite team off in my favorite sport, it would stink. But I, I would do it. And I ain't going to hold you. I got to, before we wrap this up, you know, I put in the group chat, I got to be honest, I don't enjoy watching the games no more. And I used to kill people for feeling this way. But that's where I'm at right now. Like I don't enjoy watching these games for the most part, unless Luca do some magic shit or Kyrie do some magic shit. Like we don't have good process. That year mm-hmm. we went to the Western Conference Finals. In my opinion, like you remember in December when everybody was freaking out, like I st- them boys fought. They was not getting blown out even without Luca. I felt like there oh was yeah, hurt. that
1: was the. That was when I was getting arguments with people because they yeah. would throw the record in in people's face. Oh, we're yeah. like yeah. eight and nine, and I'm like, we're playing well. If yeah. you actually exactly. watch the game, exactly, like, I mean, Brunson and them KP were hooping, bro. They were holding it were down.
0: We bro. we I don't think we played like the best teams in the NBA. They had all their players. We was getting ravaged by COVID, where they had their best players, and we. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like. We don't have good process now, but you, as far as like the actual defense offense, is basically just Luke and Kyrie, y'all hoop, and we're going to pray for the best. Tell me I'm crazy.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, last year, I feel like last year was a way worse watch than this year for me personally. Last year, I did not enjoy any of the games. Like, even when we were, like, decent, like, I guess top four and stuff, top six, I did not enjoy watching those games at all last year at all um this year has been a bit better i've um i mean recently with the i mean now i'm better at i turn the games off (laughs) as he's getting out of control i will turn it off i'm sorry i got other things to do (laughs) you know like yeah i really do like most because most of the times when i'm watching the game i'm watching it and not doing something i'm supposed to be doing so it's like oh shit if you getting blown out by like 25 i'm gonna turn it off and actually do what i need to do so um that's probably why i'm like not as miserable because i'm realizing like y'all could just turn the games off bro it won't make you any less of a fan you know what i'm saying like some of y'all so miserable watching it and i'm just like just turn it off bro it's okay (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You you could turn it off. You're not any, you know, less of a fan if you don't watch a blowout all the way through. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, so y'all could really turn it off (laughs) if it's really, um, getting to that point. But yeah, last year, last year, that's when I, last year was really when I started this whole turning off the game kind of thing um because last year i was just i'd be miserable the wins were just horrible um it just felt it was just awful like the, the use it was like luca on 50 percent usage every game and i hated it i hated it so much um and now with the injuries and stuff like you said unless luca's doing something crazy it's trending towards being just a slog Um, but like I said, if something's not serving you, if you're not enjoying yourself watching the game, nothing wrong with turning it off, (laughs) because at the end of the day, it's your time. It's your time. Don't allow it to be wasted. So yeah, until they could put better product on the floor, they can't get mad at people for not, um, you know, tuning in. And that's, I mean, that's why, that's what I was, um, kind of getting at where, I was like, damn, I wish we had, like, a system where if even if guys are out, you know what type of hoops you're getting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how the team is going to play. And, yeah, we don't have that at all. So it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, man. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. But uh, we're going to get up out of here, y'all. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I um, say I'm going to get this out probably tomorrow on the clock. Um, we thank y'all for listening. Go Mavs. My lines will be back, and I'm going to be talking cash shit. We in Dallas again this year. Bum-ass Cowboy fans, yes, I'm I'm calling y'all out. Uh, y'all got embarrassed. We folded, but y'all weren't even in the game to trick all of way Y'all just got blown the fuck out. So, y'all just stay